Hello, greetings, and welcome to the broadcast. I'm your host today, Maggie Cavanaugh. And today I have with me the lovely lady who has a last name, Love Lady, uh, <laughs> Dana Love Lady. Uh, Dana holds uh, MBA, a Master in Divinity. She is a minister of the gospel. She, her bio is so intent. I'm going to let you read it. Uh, in the transcript because it would take up all of our time just to say all the amazing things about this precious woman of God. Uh, but most and foremost, she is a daughter of the King and a sister in Christ of mine. So Dana, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Maggie. God bless you. It's so good to be here. Oh, I just been looking forward to this because we see each other in the passing and we never get to spend a whole lot of time together. But, you know, that's kind of how it is when we're all busy about the kingdom. So how have you been lately? Anything brand new uh, in your life that you want to share with the viewers? I have been well, certainly have been enjoying this season and also trusting God in this season with all this unpredictability. But I am just thankful, thankful to be here and thankful to be used by God. So I thank you so much for inviting me on the show. It certainly has been, like I said, a busy, busy season, both with my full time work at CBN and my responsibilities there with helping the ministry to stay afloat during this time of the pandemic and also in personal ministry and ministering at churches and uh, conferences and digital broadcasts. So it certainly has been a busy season, but a fulfilling season. Yes. Yes. And, you know, that's when we know it's the Lord, whenever yes. he It's just that the pleasure of the Lord is on it. And I love uh, the fact that, you know, to some it would look like you're busy, but it sounds like you've been very productive for the kingdom. Yes, I would say so. And, you know, it's funny you say that because a while back, the Lord was showing me that there's a difference between being busy and productive. Yeah, you know, we can have a lot of motion and not a lot of productivity. And so the Lord has really shown me in this season how to still be productive for him, productive in kingdom business and, um, you know, normal business and family and all of those things and not just have the busyness that surrounds it, if that makes sense. So totally get Total it. Sense. <laughs> Total sense. And it's such a balance. It really is. I know me personally, there are so many times in my life where um, I'll, I'll be real and honest here and transparent. Uh, when it, early in ministry, I stayed busy so that I didn't have to deal with some of those things, you know, that, you know what I'm saying? It was, yeah. and then now um, I'm just, I, got a, so much freedom and more to come because, you know, we're constantly being set free by the renewing of our minds. Amen. But now my desire is not to be busy at all. I want to be fruitful. I want mm. to do that. And so many people have been discouraged lately. I know you and I had talked about this briefly, but there's just so much discouragement. And I know for people like you who, you know, love to go abroad and spend time over in Israel, not being able to go. And that's kind of like, eh. and then other people are just, I, I just got a message that a friend is stuck in South Africa and mm. can't get back yet. And, you know, so mm. there's so much going on the in the world today. And so you see this a lot, I'm sure. And you're always in the know because of CBN. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so can you talk to the viewers about some of the things maybe that you're doing right now to stay in a place of encouragement instead of discouragement? 
Yes, that is an excellent question. And I think it's something that's prevalent for most of us, right? Even yes. if things are going well, we can still have those moments of discouragement because our, our normal schedules or normal plans um, in many cases have just taken a back seat, if that makes sense. So for me, uh, one of the things that I like to do is keep a gratitude list, things that I'm thankful for, things that I'm thanking God for. And especially since we've had Thanksgiving pass not too long ago here, um, it's it's really something that comes in the forefront even more so in this time of year. But every day I try to make it something that I'm thanking God for whatever it is in my life that I'm thankful for. So even if one particular day is not a whole lot that I feel thankful for, if I have to sit there for a little longer and I do my top three Thanksgiving things that I'm thankful for, it really keeps me in a place of gratitude. Yes. So I am not murmuring, not complaining. And there have been some very difficult things I've had to face in this time frame. You know, I've had friends that have passed away, family members that have passed away. I've comforted many uh, friends who's had family members to pass away, co-workers to pass away, friends in ministry, uh, people of faith that I may not have met, but in some way they have impacted my life, whether that be through their own um, work that they were doing for the Lord or whatever it may have been. People overseas that I know have been affected. So there are moments that, yes, it can be very discouraging. And it does not mean that we are not to be realistic about the things that we're facing, because I think there are times that I've heard, and I don't know about you, Maggie, but sometimes I've been around people that'll say, hey, you know, we don't want to give place to the devil. We don't acknowledge anything bad, but the Lord tells us that we can come before him with anything, that we can let him know what is going on in our hearts, our minds, yes. our lives. And so the Lord was showing me, it does not have to be a disconnect where I don't tell him the things that are bothering me, but I still acknowledge that I am thankful for things, that I'm still giving God the grace or the praise that he really deserves no matter what life circumstances are. So that's been one of the things that I've done to remain encouraged in my own life, but then also to support other people. So it does not become where I'm focused so much on me and the things that are going on, but focused on the Lord. Amen. That's so good. And I absolutely, I practice that on a regular basis. It's interesting, uh, the power of gratitude and thanksgiving uh, mm. that we have, uh, you know, to the Lord. It's it, even the world knows this. Okay. Even the new Asians, everybody practices gratitude, have an attitude of gratitude, but it does change things. And there's a lot of science to back it up. That if mm -hmm. you put those three things in the morning, when you wake up, before you get out of bed, praise the Lord and thank him for whatever he puts on your heart. And before you go to sleep at night, it will literally cultivate that in your life and change your life. And, you yeah. know, it's amazing. I love, there's a great quote by uh, Melanie Beatty that talks about, you know, how it makes a, a you know, a small space into a home and a, a meal into a feast and mm. all of these things we just see. And I'm, not, I'm misquoting that, but it just goes on and on talking about gratitude. And I think a lot of times that we forget to practice that because we get so caught up in the world. It's funny. I was uh, right before we got on here. I'm working on a lesson tonight. I'm talking to the uh, tweens and teens about manna from heaven, you know, and I think mm. about the Israelites, how, you know, God had brought them out of the Red Sea. And here they are. I mean, just seeing this massive miracle and they still want to whine about what they're going to eat and when they're going, I mean, I'm going, are you kidding me? And that's kind of how we get sometimes, especially when there's a large volume of negativity. 
also I want to piggyback on something you said about not giving heed to it. Yeah, we don't give place to the devil, but some people are just so they won't admit that there is a problem. And the mm -hmm. Bible lets us know to take our requests unto him and then yeah. his comes. And so I just get, you know, I get it. I know the power of life and death is, is in the tongue and we don't want to magnify negative, but to suppress that and not, you know, it's like, what, we're going to stick our head in the sands and hold on to all of that and deny that. And then all of a sudden we wonder why we're having a mental breakdown. Just saying. Right. That is true. It's so true. And, you know, I've seen even in my work at CBN early on when I was working on the phone lines and in that, the street ministry that I've done and jail ministry and different things that people so many times have things that are bottled up on the inside and they don't release it. You know, they don't acknowledge it. They don't work through some of those things. And if you don't, oftentimes it can come up at the most inopportune times and it can bubble up and come out of us in different ways. You know, when people manifest those things in different ways, when we have traumas or we have things that we don't deal with. So this time frame is definitely a traumatic time frame, you know, in our history. And people are affected in different ways. Some people they're doing better than ever. You know, marriage is doing better than ever. Business doing better than ever. But there are some that it's the exact opposite. Sure. You know, that there's job loss, that there's family loss. And we have to acknowledge wherever we are in that cycle, wherever we are in life, especially during this time of a pandemic, that we have to be honest with the Lord, even if we don't tell anybody else that we're honest with the Lord. We work through whatever it is, but we still have that gratitude. Like you said, I love that you said in the morning before you get out of bed and at night before you go to sleep. And that's really what I try to make my pattern is in the morning, having that time to say, okay, God, these are the things that I'm thankful for. Yes. Acknowledging the things that I'm struggling with and asking for his help, his deliverance, his guidance, his wisdom, so that I know what to do, whether that's in my day-to-day -day job at CBN, whether that's in my writing projects, whether that's in you know ministry engagements, whether that's helping a family member, comforting a friend who's grieving, whatever it is to say, God, I need your help in these situations. And at night saying, Lord, I thank you. Those things that I asked for help on, you came through. I sensed your presence. I sensed your peace. I sensed your joy when I was feeling discouraged. I felt yes. your comfort when I was going through grief. And so when we have that framework, and it doesn't have to be the same every single day. I'm not saying that. But if we have a framework of gratitude, if we have a framework that we are coming before God with whatever is on our hearts, whatever is troubling us, or even the things that give us joy, that God God is there. He wants to hear from us. He knows what's going on anyways. And the devil is so defeated when we go before God and we just get real with God and we pray and we overcome. The devil is mad. He doesn't <laughs> like it, but there's victory in it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And, you know, I, I, I consider it my personal mission to, to make the devil's life miserable. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm thinking it. that we're on the same line of, of there because it is, you know, and, and it's important that we, we do share what we've overcome because, you know, we know in the book of Revelation that we overcome by the blood of the lamb, Jesus Christ, and the word of our testimony. And it's powerful to share with others what God is doing uh, whenever, you know, whether it's good or bad and praise mm -hmm. him in both. Oh, we 
got Jody on here. Oh, she's so sweet. You know Jody Kelsey, okay? I don't usually bring, I usually don't, you know, I keep it evergreen because this has got to be on creative motion, but it's Jody. So I'm going to say hello to Jody. Love you, girl. Yes, we need to acknowledge and be honest with the Lord. He is our help. Yes, our help and hope in, in times of trouble and, you know, in the good and the bad. You know, we, we are, we're in the good, man. We are praising God. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus did this. You know, you're not going to believe what the Lord has done, but it, we, we get in that um, mentality, you know, that kind of like wilderness mentality where we, we forget, you know, uh, that what God is doing. And we have to remind ourselves, we have to choose to remember. Mm, that's good. That he's going to bring us out on the other side. That's regardless good. of what's going on. So if you are going through a struggle, uh, you know, we are praying for you. We are standing for you. We yeah. understand the pressures of life. We get it totally. I mean, we could go on and on about just in probably in our own sphere of influence, people that we know, like she mentioned, people that have passed away this year. That's a reality. People that have overdosed on drugs. That is a reality. It's happening all the time, just like this. You know, kids that have gone astray. We have got to get in a place of where we are so focused on him mm. that when all of these other things are going on that is where our strength comes from and That's i love funny. how he tells us that whenever we are weak he is strong in us and yes. so i'm so grateful i mean if there isn't a scripture that i'm so grateful for because i'm weak all the time i'm just like Amen. Is, <laughs> I'm like i so need you lord so i do want to take a few moments i want to talk about your publications because i love the, the writings that you do not only for cbn but you also uh do some additional writings uh national christian family magazine and and uh passages of israel and i know israel is super important to you uh, that you've studied abroad over there and so forth. But can you talk about some of the things the Lord has led you to write about this year? Or is it an assignment and you got to write it? Or do you have the liberty of God speaking and then get to write about it? For the most part, I've been blessed that the Lord can speak to me and I can write about it. There are a few that have been assignments. Um, and those, interestingly, they were things that God was speaking to me about anyway, so it helped. Um, but oftentimes I just can hear from the Lord or have a sense from the Lord that there are certain things that people really need to hear in a particular moment. So a lot of what I have been writing this year, especially, has really just been about encouragement and overcoming and really staying focused, even in the midst of so many distractions that are going on right now. So I just know from my own personal experience, especially early on in the pandemic, this is something I wrote about uh, for CBN on CBN.com. But I went through a time because I was finishing my degree for my Master of Divinity, finishing up seminary and, you know, just went through all of these studies and long hours and studying abroad in Israel, like you stated. And I was just excited for the culmination of this degree and to be able to walk across stage, celebrate with family and classmates. And yeah, COVID brought that to a screeching halt in the way in which I thought it was going to happen. But I remember that I went on a retreat right before um, graduation was to happen. So maybe a, a few months before and the Lord spoke to me and he said, prepare to not have it in person graduation. And I'm just like, what? So I can get behind me. <laughs> I ain't walking that stage. No. <laughs> I was just like, what in the world? So I wasn't super surprised 
when right. graduation went to virtual. But one of the things that I really gathered from that and what I have been writing about and encouraging people about is yes, there are disappointments that we have. And right now, yes, I'm sure many of us have had disappointments. We've had weddings postponed, you know, so many different things, family reunions, family trips, um, all sorts of things. I was supposed to go to several overseas trips right after graduation, all had to be postponed, you know, speaking engagements in other countries postponed. But even in the midst of all of that, the Lord was encouraging my heart. And the Lord was giving me a peace and he was helping me to walk through the grief of the season, if that makes sense. And so even as I was walking through the grief of that season and just saying, man, I was supposed to be in Africa right now. I was supposed to be in Tokyo right now. I was supposed to be, you know, in this state or that state ministering. What the Lord was showing me is not to be focused on the things in which felt like were lost, but embrace the things that were gifts of the now. What is God doing now? So sure. not staying focused on the things that I was disappointed about. Yes, acknowledging it. Yes, walking through that heartache, but then also acknowledging, but what is God doing in this season now? What is he trying to get me to focus on right now? So the fact that I was able to go to some of these other countries and more digitally speaking, during conferences that I would not have had time to do because they were literally back to back in the yes. same day. There was no way I would have been able to be in this country one day and this other country the next day because the flights wouldn't have even worked. Sure. And so sure. I had to start to really refocus myself and say, okay, what is it that God is doing in this season? And then also write about some of those things and encourage people to say, you know what, maybe there are some things that you did have to cancel or that you did have to give up, or maybe there's uncertainty, but what is God doing right now? What is he saying to you right now? Amen. That is so good. And I am so good. I'm so glad that your heart was in a good place when the Lord spoke that because what a, you, know, you have an anticipation to walk across the stage mm -hmm. and, and yet that stops and you, you gotta be thinking in your head, okay, this is some sort of warfare. This can't, no Lord, this cannot be, but yet mm -hmm. he turned it, you know, just like, uh, Romans 828, he does, he works all things together for the good. And you yeah. were able to reach more people this way. And I've seen that myself. I get around and say I was doing Zoom before Zoom was fashionable, um, you know, because I, I met with clients on Zoom and it was very much uh, common for me to do things on the cloud. And mm -hmm. it was it was incredible. And I had a, a somewhat of a little bit of a disappointment right before COVID because I, you know, I have this in my heart to start a recovery high school. This is just mm -hmm. a place, you know, not a, a biblically based one. There are some recovery high schools out there in the United States, but they are very secular. And uh, there's a few faith-based, but there's a difference between Bible-based and faith-based, you know? So you have mm -hmm. faith in anything, but you know, when it comes to the Christ being the center in the Bible, anyway, there right. was a location, <laughs> there was a literally where I thought this is it, this is going to be where the school starts. And it was a small church with a, you know, the, it had some uh, portable, you know, space for classrooms, things like that. I was like, this is perfect. And I was so disappointed, Dana. Mm. I was so disappointed when it fell through. It mm. fell through in the fall of 2019. Well, bam, right there in, you know, in February of um, 2020, I personally was down with COVID. And mm. so I'm like, had we gotten that facility and it sat empty 
and I had all of that mortgage and all of that stuff to take care of. Wow. God used the end from the beginning. So many times we think, okay, God, what's going on? And it's not, I mean, he, what he's doing is he's redirecting mm. to protect us. Yes, that is so true. And what a, what a testament, you know, and yes. one thing that I was just thinking of, even as you were sharing that your calling didn't change right. because of the pandemic. You know, who God has called you to be, your anointing, the things that you have been brought through and brought to has not changed in spite of all of that. And that was one thing that the Lord just kept speaking to me was your calling to the nations has not changed. Amen. It has not changed just because of this. And what I started thinking about, because initially I'm just like, Lord, what is going on? So there's a global pandemic, but the concentration of my degree was global missiology. So to go to the nations. And so I'm like, what are the odds that I can't physically go to the nations? But what the Lord was showing me is that you still can pray. You still can intercede. You yeah, still can write. You still can get on these calls. You still can use WhatsApp. You still can use these different um, tools that you have. And then also I was called to lead the remote work initiative for CBN. So for everybody to essentially start working from home and I'm working more with our offices in overseas locations. So I'm more connected to many of these places than I had been before. And so what the Lord was showing me is that sometimes the way that things look, can be transformed. And even I'm thinking back to there was a class that I was in and the focus really was digital and, you know, things about ministry and things of that sort and theology. And during that class, I remember getting a word from the Lord and it was a prophetic word. And I just shared it with the class and I just left it there. And I said, you know what? There's going to be a time when we will not have a choice but to do ministry in a digital way. We will not be able to come together physically in person. I don't know how long it will be for, but there will be a time that this is going to happen and it's going to be soon. And I remember saying that and just thinking, hmm, that was a really interesting comment because it wasn't from me, you right. know, just right. me thinking it. But it was really an unction of the Lord. And I shared it and I remembered a couple of classmates saying, oh, no. No, we've got to minister together. We've got to be in person. You know, the Bible says not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And I said, hey, I am not against assembling together. That's but right. what I do know is that there are some cases where there are some people who cannot assemble together right now, period, depending on where they live geographically. Sometimes there are physical ailments. Sometimes there are, you know, different things where they can't engage in service anyways. For example, I have an uncle who is deaf. And if he were to go to one of his local churches, they don't do sign language interpretation. Right, right. And his area, he's in a very rural area. It's not a big city where they have some of these services. Same thing with some family members that are paralyzed. They can't necessarily get to and from church. And I said, there are cases and scenarios for us to have digital ministry. And then, hello, I work with the ministry that we have outreach and we do digital ministry. Yes. And a lot of my calling is to do things digitally. And so after stating that and getting the rebuttals and I just said, okay, I've just got to leave it alone. And then to see the pandemic hit, in a way that shut down many of the churches and many things that we were used to doing physically, I just sat back and marveled. 
I marveled at how everything unfolded. I didn't like it necessarily, but I marveled because it was like God prepared me. And even certain things with CBN, there were things that I shared with my leaders years ago that I saw as a vision for the ministry, for us to be able to do certain things in an effective way on the inside. Not just the outside and what we do, you know, with the world, but internally where we can work better together, even in a digital way. So to see these things manifesting now, it has blown my mind, quite honestly, um, just to see how things have really unfolded. So I think there's really a lot of power in us listening to the Holy Spirit, being in tune to the Holy Spirit and pivoting when he says that we need to pivot. And shift when he says that we need to shift and redirect, like you said, when he is calling us to redirect and not be so stake in the ground. This is the way I'm doing it, because sometimes there are ways that God can still do the things that he's wanting to do, but just in a different way. So we have to, Mm -hmm. yes, have our plans, but know that the Lord orders our steps and allow him to order our steps and even our stops, even our pauses, even our taking breaks. And even right now, I'm hearing the Lord speak to me about this, that there are times that we need to take a break. We yes. need to slow down. Yes. It does not mean we need to completely stop. But what did Jesus do? Jesus often went away to solitary yes. places to pray, to spend time with his father, to spend time with God. And if yes. Jesus did it, how much more do we need to do it? Amen. <laughs> you know? Amen. So I know for myself, you know, I try to create those moments. And, you know, sometimes days where I'm taking that solitary time to be with the Lord, especially when you have great responsibility, when you have great calling, when you have things that the Lord has placed on your heart to do. Sometimes you just got to step back and you just got to hear from God. Sometimes you have to just be refreshed and refilled so you can pour out and you're not pouring out empty. Come on, girl. Come on. That is so true. And that is, I I have a whole chapter in a book that I'm working on called Restoration Begins with Rest. Mm. And we have got to, we have got to have that. And I, I, for years, I was just like, I'll rest when I get to heaven. But that is not God's design. He created the Sabbath. And, you know, we, we won't go into the technicalities of the day, the Sabbath, because people, you know, have to, some people have to work on Sunday. And, and mm-hmm. so, you know, but anyway, with that being said, it is vital to your, not only your spiritual life, but your emotional life, your soulish life to just unplug and allow him to, I do this thing in the beginning of every year It's called release, releasing anything that needs to be dealt with, Mm. reboot and starting over, getting to that point of, okay, fresh slate here, ready to go. And then renew comes from that. So Mm. the renewal comes from releasing and rebooting with him. If we do not do that, we hit burnout. And this is why we see stats of like ministers, to, you know, suicide on the increase. It's, yeah. It should not be. But it's whenever we are not resting in him with yeah. our uh, circumstances, our ministries, our families, our, our health. I mean, the list goes on and on. So, girl, mm-hmm. you and I could just go on for hours, <laughs> hours and hours. Uh, <laughs> yes. So good. And I do miss seeing you. Um, I, I When I saw you at the Christian Women in Media the other day, I, I haven't missed a luncheon in probably two years, two years. I've never missed a luncheon. And there's my girl when I'm not there. So uh, yes. I have another commitment. Actually, that was a day. I had, I was coming into a very intense, busy weekend, helping a friend with the promotion of her movie. And that uh-huh. Thursday I messaged Lisa that morning. I woke up 
And I was like, girl, this is a pajama day. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like, you know, I'm not coming. I'm not doing anything. And I literally stayed in my pajamas and hung out with Jesus because sometimes you just got to do that. Okay. Yes. And yes. it helps. It helps. So it really does. And being yeah. wise enough to tap into that and say, you know what? I need this day. And yes. that's really, you know, taking care of yourself. But I think it's really oftentimes led by the Holy Spirit that there are yes. some days that he's like, today, I just need some me and you time and you just need to rest. And that's still within itself is ministry. You may yes. be ministering to yourself, yes. but it's still important so that you can pour out to others, especially um, when you're in that caregiving role, that that ministerial role, that counseling role is imperative to take care of yourself so that you Amen. can pour into others. So, yeah, we have to take I miss you, but kudos. <laughs> I, I needed a girl. I so needed it. But come to the next one. I do want to hug your neck. It yeah. is important because if we continue to push ourselves, we will end up hitting a wall. Yes. You know, either physically, relationally, somewhere we're going to mess up and we have mm -hmm. got to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So if we just plan those accordingly, if, you know, I had not had a break that week. I had not practiced the Sabbath. And so, but I was like, okay, I'm just going to put the brakes on here and I'm just mm -hmm. going to hang out with the Lord. And, and, and it's just, I, I can honestly say in my early years of ministry, I would have never done that, but mm. it's all about resting in him for what he's wanting to do because giving from an empty place, you know, I think about how nasty stuff gets at the very bottom. I think about like, even whenever yeah. you make a, um, some iced tea or something like that, all the particles get down in the bottom. And when you're pouring it out, you're pouring out chunks. Okay. You don't yeah. want, you don't want to give chunks. You know, <laughs> you want to give living water. You want to give the word of God. You don't get chunks of stuff or yes. you know, some residue, like in the bottom of a gas tank. I've, I've heard it said, I don't know if it's true, but mm -hmm. uh, if you run your car real low on the, uh, your gas tank will start to pull impurities out and wow. shoot it into the engine. I need to research that. That's a message in itself. I think right. that's preach. If it's true. And uh, <laughs> we don't need impurities coming through us. We need to be tapped in, if not ever before, at such a time as this. Yes, that is so true. So true. Because yes. there are so many people that need the word of God right now, that need that yes. hope very much so right now. There are so many that feel hopeless and um, really feel like they need to go back to old things in some cases. That's another thing the Lord really put on my heart, um, especially as someone who has overcome addictions myself, that there are many people that in times where there's uncertainty or there's high levels of stress, yes. they tend to run to things that are not good for us. So whether that be addictions, alcohol, drugs, sex, whatever it is, um, shopping, food, uh, right. and not that these things, there are some things that yes, they can be good for us or not necessarily a bad thing. But when we are doing them in excess, and I'm not talking about drugs, because if we're doing drugs, that's not good. Whether right. it's that's never a good thing. y'all. <laughs> we're just saying it's never a good thing. But right. you do have to shop so you have clothes on your body and you do have to right. eat so you can nourish your body is what she's right. saying. Don't take it exactly. out of context. <laughs> exactly. But when we're doing it in excess, when we are doing yes. that in place of going to God, when we are doing that in place of yes. doing things that are healthy things of God to do, Amen. that's when it is problematic. And so for me, like I said, as somebody who has overcome addiction, I know that there are times 
in lives of people who have recently overcome or trying to overcome addictions, that when those stressors come or certain triggers come into your life, you have a tendency to want to run to those old things again because it's known, it's familiar, it's comfortable. So in a time of uncertainty, I sense that there are some people that have been wanting to run to those old things. And I think statistics are even proving that, that people yes. are having problems with relapses, problems yes. with drugs, suicides are higher, divorce rates are higher, so many different things because we are running to things that are familiar or that are comfortable. Or in some cases, maybe someone hasn't even done drugs before, but all of a sudden, I might as well. I don't have anything else to do. Someone just told me the other day that they do drugs when they're bored, you know, and I was able to minister to them and say, you know what, we can find healthier things to do, you know, yeah. when you get bored. So I love the fact that, you know, even in your ministry and you make it not just this ministry of the broadcast, but so many other things in ministry that you've done to help people to overcome some of those things in their lives. So I commend you for mm -hmm. that. Oh, thank you for saying that. I actually, I'm very passionate about overcoming addiction because I'm a product of it. If it's only a grace of Jesus uh, that I'm here to tell the story. And um, I, and I hadn't even known until I'd read your, your bio that you had struggled with addictions at one point in time in your life. I am passionate about it because I do believe that, uh, you know, there's so much controversy about um, the chemical side of it, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm informed, I'm, I, you know, but I believe the root of all addiction, whether it be gambling, sex, money, uh, drugs, alcohol, anything, like you said, in excess, I believe all of the root is somewhere that trauma that took place and that place that needs to be healed. And so I, I am a huge advocate for recovery so much so much so in rutherford county i'm like their mc for the last five years for mm. the uh, recovery fest because i have a big mouth i talk a lot about jesus and wholeness and so amen, <laughs> amen. Is, but, but thank you it is very important because so many people are hurting and whenever we run to anything like she said y'all outside of jesus he's the healer the restorer he is the one that makes all things new but we try to do things in our own strength addiction will only cause you to hide anything in the dark that needs to come to light so if you're watching this broadcast and you're thinking wait these two ladies have struggled with addiction uh that's right that's exactly right but not for the sake of any other reason but the lord intervened and treatment is available so if you are out there and you are hurting and you need help hit, hit me up we'll find you someplace i know a lot of people uh that have programs that um and I'm sure that Dana does as well. They can, there is help. There's help. People say there's no help. There's help. Uh, and, and his name is Jesus. That's where it starts. Mm -hmm. And then you may need to go uh, to somewhere to be uh, during a restoring restoration time and healing. Yeah. So there's no shame in that. I think mm -hmm. about if I had not ever sought out any type of emotional healing and I still actively, you know, I think that it's healthy to go to counseling. I don't mm -hmm. care, you know, how old I get. I don't, you know, I think the counseling is for everybody. And over the years, at least with my generation, I'm quite a bit older than you, there was a stigma. And that's yeah. where that stigma needs to die. Stigmas need to die. And we mm -hmm. need to be able to say, yeah, I need help. The Bible says out of a multitude of counselors are safety. Thank and, you know, so we have got to do that. So overall, and we're, we're really out of time. We've gone over, but I, we, there's just so much to be said. If you are hurting, Jesus is the answer. 
If you need a restoration, he is the answer. If you need salvation, he is the only way, the way, the truth, and the light. And, and, and Dana, if you could leave the audience with a key, what would that key be? Yes, that key would be to keep God first, no matter what, no matter who's with you, who left you, no matter what's going on, no matter, no matter how much money you've made, how much money you've lost, regardless of the situations and circumstances to keep God first, let him be your anchor, your anchor that holds you down no matter what is going on in life. So when those waves and winds of life are tossing to and fro, that you are anchored in something that is solid, which is God, which is Jesus Christ. When you can be anchored in him, there is power. So that is the key I would leave with. Keep God first. Yeah, y'all listen, that is not just a key, that is the key. Amen. <laughs> That is the key. I want you guys to reach out to my sister. Her her website is her name, DanaLoveLady.com. And I do love this lady. I love the fact that God is using her mightily. It's so impressive for to know what she's come out of and look what the Lord has done. He, he is not done with you. If you, I don't know. I just keep having that come up in my spirit. He is not done with you. He wants to fellowship with you. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 says he wants to give you a future and a hope. And he doesn't want to harm you in any way. He just wants to rejoice in you. So if you uh, had a relationship with the Lord and it has gone astray and you're wanting to reconnect with him, the father is waiting. The father is willing. Get into his word today. Let him speak through his love letter to you. Get in that place of rest where you can hear clearly and shut out the chatter of the world and the voice of the enemy. And you'll be blessed. And I'm, I'm thankful you're watching this. There's a lot of places that you can spend your time. And we we're grateful that you chose to hang out with us today. So, Dana, I want to thank you. I love you, sister. Any final words for the audience? Oh, thank you, Maggie. I love you, too. Thank you so much for having me. And the final words for the audience that I would share is just to be encouraged. Be encouraged. Find that encouragement in God in this season and beyond this season to be encouraged in God. He loves you. He loves you tremendously, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, that he loves you and he can use you. If he can touch and transform somebody like me, he can do it for you, too. Amen. And me too. So we're your two sisters saying that it's possible. Uh, God is no respecter of person and he does want to take your mess and turn it into a message. So God bless you guys. We will see you next time here on Keys to Your Best Life. Make sure you go and check out her website. It's DanaLoveLady.com. For those of you watching this on Creative Motion Network and did not see it come up on the screen, it's www.DanaLoveLady.com. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time here on Keys to Your Best Life. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.